Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, and welcome to another week of Rule the Galaxy podcast. This week is chapter 183, and as always, you can find us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. You can email us at rulethegalaxy at gmail.com, and you can find us on TikTok, all that fun stuff. I'm doing, this, I'm doing the opening spiel because I realized last time I hosted, I forgot to do the spiel, spiel in the beginning, so I usually Nicely do it done. at the end. Yeah, so... I'm a little under the weather, and uh, if I start to cough, I will be muting myself. This is D-Doc hosting tonight, and this is a fun little episode because it's just me and Alfie here tonight, and I, I think this is the first time it's just the two of us, so how are you doing tonight, Alfie? I'm doing good, man. I'm sure just like your household, we're getting in the Christmas spirit, you know, and we started opening the advent calendars tonight, so we're excited. Yeah, I'm going to start that off with the early question, too, because... You you said you opened at 24 and I opened at one. And now I don't know whether it now see, like I always took it as one is December 1st. But then again, where I pulled the tab for it, it was in a weird spot, I thought, for being the first day. Yeah, I we always start with 24. Now, is that like written in stone? Is that like is that an advent calendar law or is or is this a free-for-all here? You know, I, I think it the head of your household, you get to decide. Well, I'm not the head of my household. I'll say so. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. So yeah, but we, uh, I, my my little ones got the uh, Star Wars um, Advent calendar, and uh, the Lego Friends. Uh, my daughter got that one. So my they they both uh, built their little figures. I think those are such a cool thing. I've wanted one for myself for the longest freaking time because you get an exclusive minifig in in them. There was a Funko Star Wars one that I really wanted. Yes, I saw those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what are, the price point on those, I think, was $50 uh, for one of yeah. those. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at those and I said to my wife, I'm like, do you really get a Funko in each slot of these? Like, do they really give you 24 mini Funkos in that box? Like, that's crazy to me. I don't think it was 24. It may have been 12. And then they but, have like random other things mixed in there. I don't know, man. I only looked at it on Amazon and I couldn't really tell. But we, probably, yeah, we're <laughs> probably told yourself the, to resist uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I kept putting it in the cart and taking it back out. <laughs> we got the Lego Star Wars just like you. And then we are doing a Nightmare Before Christmas also. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. My kids, uh, my kids actually got into nightmare oh. before Christmas this year. And I was never a nightmare before Christmas guy, even though that's technically part of my, uh, generation, I would say, I, I just never really watched it. And I watched it with them. I know there's people who are like mega fans of it. Yeah. My three-year-old is a mega fan. We listen to, she loves Halloween. So we listen to 
that music all the time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, actually start off with some, I actually wanted to start off with some figure talk because we rarely get this opportunity when it's just me and you on actually. Right. <laughs> Did you see the uh, new Indiana Jones figures that are out from Hasbro? Um, I, yes, I have seen those. They look pretty cool. They look pretty awesome. I got to say, if I see those on the shelf, I'm going to definitely buy Indy at least if I, if I see them, I'm not going to buy the whole collection. Yeah. It'd be hard not to buy Indy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no Indiana Jones memorabilia at all. I know I tagged you in that one guy on Twitter, which I don't know his name, but he has a crazy Indiana Jones collection. Yeah. That was an awesome collection. You know, I don't even remember having the figures when I was little. I don't remember seeing them. I know that they existed because I've seen them now, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think I ever had any. The one thing I did have though, which like looking in that guy's collection, I wish I still had just so I could give it to him. But when I was little, my dad had found somewhere, you know, at a video store somewhere, a Raiders of the Lost Ark on VHS cut out you know and i had that in my room for a long time but yeah i would like to i think indy would be a nice addition to any han solo shelf absolutely yeah i'm just gonna mix them in i've decided i'm just like because i have some iron man and random stuff mixed in here and they all kind of associate because the iron man one i have has happy in it which is right. john favreau so it relates to star wars i like it yeah so also, I sent a picture to the Rule of the Galaxy group text today where there was some Star Trek figures mixed in with the Star Wars figures on my shelf. I have never seen those Star Trek figures in a Target before. This is the first time ever. I have seen them the past few weeks at Walmart also. So why they're getting put right next to the Star Wars or in the Star Wars slots, um, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, growing up, you know, as your grandma or some distant aunt would get you Star Wars, Star Trek figures for your birthday, thinking that they were Star Wars. Yep. Yep. Oh, here's that Star Trek show that you love, honey. Happy birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I, I saw the um, labels on the pegs were for Star Wars Black Series. And I'm like, OK, either someone screwed this up or Star Trek fans are trolling Star Wars fans. I don't know which one. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe but... a little of both. Yeah, my target is just still loaded, though, on figures. It's just still loaded. And I, it's like I go there and there's there's a, a dozen figures I could choose from. They have every one of those micro uh, galaxy ships. They have the Republic gunship for that, which I've never seen before. Um, <coughs> the uh, Razorcrest, too, now, which that figure looks amazing. Yeah, I think the Razorcrest, um, Django Fett starship, and the gunship are part of uh wave two yeah i i saw I, Django's. i was surprised to see that i was like oh my god i didn't even know there was a new wave of these coming out yeah i think that one is target exclusive and boba fett's is walmart exclusive and i'm still watching those to hit the clearance aisle i've seen target having them on clearance you know on different pages but i haven't seen them at mine yet yeah and i even the mid-size figures, I'd, I've expected to see them kind of hit a sale at some point, you know, like, because yeah. they do have some smaller ones, like, right, but haven't seen it yet. 
I have the four smaller ones. Uh, my mother-in-law actually got me those. I was wait, waiting, just like you said, for him to hit a sale, but she picked those up for me the other day. I, you got to think those big ships are going to hit sooner or later because they're just sitting there collecting dust. There's so many of them. And I will admit, I hate to be this guy, but I've actually been using them to hide other figures. That's there you go. how little traffic they're getting. There you go. So we also had some other trailers before we get to our Star Wars topics. I just wanted to hit on real quick. Um, did you see what? Well, so I, I watched the Indiana Jones trailer today, which I thought looked awesome. Uh, it, it, it got me excited for the movie. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot more of that classic style. I, I've only seen Crystal Skull once that, that for some reason, that movie is just one I only saw one time. I saw the other the first three multiple times. But I don't know. I, I'm excited for that. We today we had Indiana Jones five trailer drop. We had a new Transformers uh, Beast Wars. Is that what it is? Beast Wars? I th think so. Yeah. Transformers Beast Wars. And then um, we had, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer drop today, which I was right. not I was not expecting that at all. It was like, hey, happy Thursday. We're going to slap you in the face with, you know three big movie trailers if you consider transformers big there, well, there, there is was... a big transformers fan base out there well yeah this is like what the seventh movie or something mm -hmm. but um there was some convention today or meeting or what was that uh where all this stuff was being announced i don't know i wasn't aware of it i'll say so yeah I, because I was on, there was I... a lucasfilms presentation and i think a marvel presentation huh is there I, I happened to look on that disgusting film i think is what you shared yeah and there were multiple trailers for other movies especially the cocaine bear movie that looks great i can't wait to see that <laughs> yeah that really does look good i i i watched that unknowingly i just saw the trailer start and yeah that, i just saw a bear you know eating a pack of cocaine and just going crazy i'm a like sucker for bad movies that are actually fun you know that embrace that that yes this is ridiculous but we are going to have a lot of fun in the next hour and 45 minutes yeah absolutely you know like the like a toxic avenger or something like that right. snakes snakes on a plane is a snakes good on a plane yes yeah i i had the poster for that movie I, I loved snakes on a plane for absolutely no reason it was just a fun movie to watch so yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looks like it's going to be a really sad movie, honestly. Yeah, that, like, that one looks like it's going to hit you right in the feels there. Yeah, there was a lot of people crying in that trailer, and I'm just like, yeah, I want them to be happy. <laughs> All right, this sucks. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good, though. I, I'm sure I've enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I enjoyed the little holiday special that dropped last week. I thought that was a fun, you know, half hour. I still need to watch that. That's been on my list. I keep forgetting that that's out there right now. So, well, keep in mind when you do watch it, that it is, uh, I read an interview with James Gunn and that is canon and things that even though it's just, you know, a little holiday special, there are tidbits in there that are going to lead into the next movie. He said some things that I didn't want to waste time explaining. So here you go. They're in this little special. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I need to check that out then because Groot, Groot is lar uh, larger in that now, too, isn't he? He looks like right. a unit in the in the trailer for the new one. So. Yeah. So moving on to uh, 
Star Wars news. And if any of you guys hear me muting and unmuting during this, it's because I'm hacking every now and then. But we're getting through it here. Um, I got some notes from Joe for the show tonight, and uh, he had brought up how uh, the Acolyte has kind of, which I've seen this on Twitter, um, the uh, actress in it said it's about uh, Sith who infiltrate the Jedi Order, that it's a Sith-led show, which I'm excited about. I think that sounds interesting. What do you, What are your thoughts? Oh, I think that sounds great. You know, a show from the different side, and we keep saying, you know, Plagueis, Palpatine, maybe they're not in this, but I think, you know, we're going to see the beginnings of their plan, you know, um, Palpatine said, you know, to understand something, you have to study it and be able to use its strengths and weaknesses against them. So it led me to believe that he'd spent, or the Sith themselves had spent a great deal of time studying the Jedi. So if they infiltrate the Order, yeah, that'd be, that'd be something really awesome to see. Yeah, and and to me, that tells me that, you know, I'm excited that we're going to get some new Jedi in this too, you know, we're going to get some... Who, who knows who they uh, might be. Right. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, so we, uh, you know, we're one week, uh, we're one week past Andor now. I'm going to get on to that. One week. So how does, how does Andor sit with you uh, one week after, you know, thinking about the scope of the entire show? Because I, I, I know you've, you've sent us some pretty interesting texts about, you know, things. I'm, I'm going to say this with the precursor here. I really like this show. I really do. I think it's a great show. I think there's a few things in this show, though, that don't mesh very well with Rogue One. And I, I really think that this story takes away from Andor and Rogue One. I felt he had a really good arc in Rogue One. It was a very good redemption story as far as his character. Um, and, you know, the, specifically the line of, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Everything I do is for the rebellion. You know, some of us don't get to take the moral high ground. Uh, and, you know, you, you see that line made you feel like there was something personal with the empire, especially, you know, family-wise. But now after the show has come out, his father was killed by the Republic. His mother pretty much died of natural causes. Yeah. And the Empire didn't really have an impact on his life. As far as doing anything tragic, yes, they, they captured Bix. And, you know, yes, they, they killed a lot of people on Ferrix. They had a very heavy hand on Ferrix. I'm not dismissing that. But they did because of him. I know. That's what I was he, just thinking he led them to Ferrix. he you know they didn't they weren't already there they were there because he was a thief for their technology he ripped off their uh bank or their uh payroll and he gun smoked a couple of security officers so they were there after him so I mean, I could see how someone can displace their guilt for that and say that it was the Empire's fault, but it was more Andor's fault. And I think that just kind of takes away. Now, granted, we haven't seen season two, so I think there is a way to bring it all back to 
he's been in this fight since he was six years old. Yeah. Because right now that line doesn't make sense because when he was six years old, he lived on that mining planet and that was the time of the Republic. But if you bring the story back to his sister, maybe he was six years old whenever he had to start caring for her. Maybe the Empire does something to his sister here in the future in the next season. And that's what really cements his hate for the Empire. Yeah. That is one storyline that they picked up and dropped. I mean, right away in the show, you know, right away, you're like, oh, who's his sister? And it was just kind of gone. He never even mentioned her again, I'm pretty sure, the rest of it. Or, or, you know, yeah, I think it was just that first episode. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the scene where he's in the cell on Jeddah in the with in Saul's encampment and he says he's never been in prison before now yes that really doesn't jive um I think you know we spent what three episodes in an imperial prison with uh Cassie and Ander as Brent likes to say um, Cassie and Ander yeah so again I mean Luke's films has a story group that is supposed to keep these things straight. So I don't know how that now makes sense for him to tell Chiru and uh, is it Baze Blaze? What do you say? How do you say his name? Uh, I forget. Baze, I, forget. I think something like that. But yeah, he tells them that he's never been in prison before. Uh, yeah, I remember that exact line, and that's when he says, um, "You know, your prison is like a mental prison or something." Right. Like you carry your prison with you exactly so yeah that's that's definitely true i could see how there could be some now i'm gonna bring up one more thing and i know that it's we could talk about it forever but i'll try to keep it brief but i I, this is one part of the storytelling that i think really is it nitpicky i don't know i but i would like to see it tighten up a little bit you know you have Venge of the Sith, which is canon, 100% canon, right? Then you have Rogue One and now Andor and A New Hope that are 100% canon. But when Revenge of the Sith leads more into legends on, like, say, where their Death Star is at the end of the movie, it really gets confusing. And especially when, like, now when you're trying to rewrite things to make them fit together and with this series and i think rogue one didn't really you know cement the story into where it couldn't have uh, different interpretations but this series really makes the ending of revenge of the sith almost non-existent i think yeah because at the at the end of that, I'm trying to think now because I've seen the Death Star under construction so many times now, like you're saying. Right. Um, they're showing... Even in... Now I'm trying to think, even in Rogue One, aren't they showing that main attachment going on to it in Rogue One? Don't they right. show that? Yes. So how many times... Have, uh, at Revenge of the Sith, are they showing that too? The laser being put on the front of it? It's already there. Okay. And then they're looking at basically the interior structure of the Death Star being built. But see, and I could be wrong here because, again, this is really confusing to try to piece the story together. But that Death Star 
at the end of Revenge of the Sith, I do believe is not the one you see in A New Hope. Okay. That one in Legends, I think, gets moved to Tarkin's, like, it's called the Maw, which is his, like, secret uh, testing grounds, laboratory kind of place in the middle of this mall that's, un, you know, almost unfindable. That's not a word. That sounds stupid. Sorry about that. But you know what I'm trying to say. Are you sure it's not unfindable? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, can't be found. It's, yeah, whatever. Can't be found. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and shows up in a story where, you know, they come across this Death Star that's just the structure and the laser, but it works. It's totally functioning. I think that's that one. And now when you try to read the story, it, it is very confusing. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that because I'm actually, my brain is kind of smoking right now thinking about it too, because I'm trying right. to think of all the Death Stars that I've seen. I remember when I was a kid and I saw the Death Star back in uh, Return of the Jedi. I remember I really didn't, I was like, uh, all right, but did they never blow it up or what? You know, when I was a kid, I really didn't understand right. that, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it's funny because my, uh, you know, my cousin is a Star Wars fan. He's been since he was a kid. And uh, he actually just texted me tonight right before we went on the podcast about uh, Andor. And he just said Andor didn't hit for me. Uh, and he said... Uh, he said there was only two points of action in the show and it was the last episode and the jailbreak, which I mean, obviously you had also the heist too. So, right. Those are your three, those are your three main action sequences of mm -hmm. the show. Um, were they cool? Sure. Uh, am I thinking to myself that I need to go watch Andor again, like this week? I mean, or, you know, not really. I don't know. There wasn't many episodes that I, uh, I, I enjoyed the show though, too. That's the funny thing. It's like, there's a lot, everybody's critiques. I read about them or hear about them. Just like, yeah, I totally get it. And I'm just like, oh, I enjoyed this show, but it's like, I'm kind of just indifferent about it. I don't know. It, but, I, but like you're saying, if it's canon, it does matter. So it needs to line up. You know, I keep coming back and I keep saying I did enjoy this show. It just, it just wasn't very entertaining to me. And I think that the addition, I really hope K2 is introduced early in the next season. Because I think that it was one thing that was kind of the, the show just needed a little bit of fun in it. Yeah, absolutely. There was, uh, there was no fun at all in it, actually. I'm trying yeah. to think of uh, any moment that would make me laugh in it. I don't know if I did once. You know, and as great of a show as, like, say, Breaking Bad was, I had the same problem with it. I thought this show was great. I just found it very difficult to watch because it just didn't have a whole lot of fun. It needed just a little bit more. I think, you know, the great acting, great scripts, great dialogue, great a lot of stuff. But it was very difficult for me to watch, and I feel the same way about Andor. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's points on it where when I think back on them, I definitely enjoyed, I loved, um, I like Andor's story. I like, uh, Diego Luna who plays him. I like all the actors and actresses who are in the show. I like how it was shot, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it could have been more fun. I totally agree with that point. Could have been more fun. Probably could have had a little bit more action. 
I love the ships. I wish I could have seen it kill a couple more freaking TIE fighters than I think two, actually. I agree. And I really feel like then when we get more involved with the rebellion, I think this will be a lot more enjoyable of a show, at least for me. I know a yeah. lot of people are already enjoying it, so they should like it even more. Well, there's I'm seeing a lot of people putting this show above Mando on lists on Twitter. So, you know, I, people are really, really hyped on this show, actually. Like, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm not like I'm not hype level times a thousand, you know. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, but I, I always use this example and I overuse it. So I apologize. But this this to me is comparing this and Mando is like Godfather 2 and Godfather 1. Godfather 2 is a far superior film in every aspect of filmmaking. But it's not as much fun to watch as Godfather 1. So I tend to watch that one a lot more than I will the second one. Yep. And the same with Mando. I, there's just so many episodes of Mando that are just standalone fun episodes. Yeah. I mean, even think of uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's a dark, sad movie. There's mm-hmm. fun. In, there's fun involved in that movie still. It, it, and that's that's how George was able to work fun right. into a storyline. Like, you know, you have them, you know, flying in the beginning, Anakin laughing. You know, it's like they're, right. they're still there's still a way to add happiness into the sadness, uh, you know, find that balance. But I, I think Tony Gilroy really just wanted to go with like a full on dark show for this. I agree. And, you know, I'll, I'm anxious to see where it all goes. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we got to wait two years for it. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. But I really, uh, I really don't understand why they don't do the like. Why don't they do if this show is only going to be two seasons? Why didn't they almost just do like Lord of the Rings style and just be like, all right, you know, filming starts for Andor today, and we will finish uh, when we're done filming season two. Season one will release this date. Season two will release next year at that time. You could even do it in you know smaller arcs. Yeah, that would be interesting, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going over. Uh, oh, yeah, there was also the cutout f bomb from uh, the show. Oh, yeah, I told you guys, you guys didn't believe me. I believed it, I believed it was going to happen because they dropped uh, shit in this show. So, I thought yeah. that I, I, you know what, I'm so glad they didn't because to me, that would have just been like, uh, this is totally unnecessary. I agree, would have been I- fun, probably, but probably not necessary you're doing it just to say that there's a star wars show that dropped an f-bomb right yeah i think this show kind of pushed the boundaries enough as it was it didn't need that shocker at the end you know i think it would have made a statement and shock wise i think it would work the first time but you know uh you i i'm also glad they didn't do it i think uh, that's going a little too far yep so uh, another, you know, do you, do you have any other points on Andor too, or just kind of like, because uh, I'm sure I think we're going to probably have some other guests on and we're definitely going to hit Andor again in the future here. Like, I, I know I want to have T-Bob on soon and Joe was talking to him. Yeah, I mean, I'm anxious that I'm excited to talk to T-Bob about it because he, you know, just in our interactions on Twitter, he didn't seem to think or he hadn't felt that he'd really heard those kind of views before on Andor. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited to hear those. So, 
Moving on from Andor, I have in my notes uh, Mandalorian Season 3, March 1st. March 1st. So that's release date. That's the release date. All right. I thought it was February. So did I, but it looks like they're pushing it back to March. Uh, What day of the week is that? Is that a Friday or a Thursday? Are we going Wednesday? I need to look at that now. I'm going to go on my calendar. I, I was really excited because my birthday is February 3rd and I was like, Mandal- oh, my birthday is on a Friday this year. I thought Mandalorian was going to release on my birthday. I was really excited about it. Ooh, a Friday birthday. That's pretty good. <laughs> but no, it is uh, it is our Wednesday format still. So Wednesday. You know, all, you, all you fans can stay up till three o'clock in the morning uh, on Tuesday night still. Which to me, I just pray that one day they change their release formats for these freaking shows i really want them to stop doing that i I think it's the dumbest thing ever i really do it makes no sense to me at all just put it out there yeah i I know game of thrones does a live airing but it's like it releases at nine o'clock on sunday night i'm on my ass in my couch waiting for nine o'clock to happen i'm usually on time for game of thrones too actually sorry about that (laughs) Although now that I can just hit the stream button, you know, it, it, it does. It, I actually probably do start probably at 9.05, you know, some with me at nine o'clock. I that's get an, you. That's an inside joke for our listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm usually uh, showing up to the podcast between 9.05 and 9.10. It's just a problem of mine. So, yeah, March 1st. I'm, I, I can't wait for this show. Mandalorian's become one of my favorite <sighs> things to exist in Star Wars. I, I absolutely love it. I love Favreau. I love Filoni. And I love the story they're telling. I don't know where it's going to go. So I'm really excited for it. I'm so excited for it. And I have to admit, and I'm pretty sure I said it before. And everyone, anyone who listens to the show or knows me, I am a huge Boba Fett fan. I love the Mandalorians. And then, you know, side note here, isn't it kind of funny that now after all of these years of Star Wars, you can't really just say Mandalorian. You have to distinguish whether you're talking about the Mandalorian or yes. just Mandalorians, you know, in particular. But the first time I saw the trailer for season one, I think the teaser, I was not impressed at all. I thought this looked just like a total bust. And I will eat that crow so happily because this show has been amazing. It's so much fun. Uh, season one was great season two i thought was great but i'm a little worried about season three um i'm super excited for it and as much as i wanted to expand and the storyline to expand i i just wonder how far can you push this story how big can you make this story and it still be the Mandalorian because yeah. that's what makes this show so great is that wandering you know uh lo- which I, I understand he's not alone he has his, his sidekick but and he has his friends here and there but you know this this gunslinger going out into the world I hate to get away from that and I feel like if you make the story too big and you bring in too many characters if you make this the at what point does this become, you know, the Avengers and not the Mandalorian? Yeah. I look at, uh, you know, a really great TV show that I liked. I don't know if you ever watched Sons of Anarchy. 
No, I haven't actually. It, it, it's a really good show. It, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's an adult show, but um, in comparison to this show, you know, and what I mean by this is this was a show that started out as this little bicycle or this little motorcycle gang. I said bicycle. Oh my God. <laughs> this, this motorcycle gang, right? And yep. they're riding around doing motorcycle gang, you know, badass stuff. You know, and it's cool. But you have your, your main character and you're like, okay, well, I can't wait to see this guy be the leader. Well, six seasons later, by the time he's the leader of the gang, there's like 30 other storylines every episode. And it's so far away from where you started. It's like, what are we even doing anymore? You, this, the show just needs to end now. It's too big. The story's too confusing. And you missed out on that part. Just like, like I'm saying, you, you missed out on, like, say, The Mandalorian being the show if that makes sense and all that rambling but no i think it does i mean because to be honest with you from the trailers i've seen it's like i wouldn't be surprised if some episodes we see bo katan just as much in her storyline as mando's so it's definitely going to be different because i mean even when uh you know even when mando was fighting with Boba Fett I felt like there was a semi different vibe to him you know just because it was Mm -hmm. it was it was weird to it was weird to see him just show up to fight with Boba Fett like you know before it was like oh my god like these are two two loners that are fighting together here the first time they did it and I have no problems with the fact that they did it in Boba book of Boba Fett either which I'm actually considering doing a rewatch of that show soon. I I, I really am. I, I don't know why, but it's just, I, I feel the urge to do it. I tell you what to do because you're leading up into March. Start with Mando season one, go to two, then go to the book of Boba Fett. We did that. And I tell you what, it is a much better story. And it, it, it really has a nice flow to it. And it doesn't seem like those last couple episodes are so out of place. Because it's almost like reading a book and it's like, okay, here's a chapter away from the main story yeah. about Boba Fett. And I, I really liked it a lot better that way. I don't think it, it's not a very strong standalone series, but viewing it like this, I would just say it would be even better when season three comes out. If you could wait till season three is out and you could stream it all together, I think it's going to be. And there's a part of me that says, man, I wonder if the Ahsoka series is going to be able, you know, you're going to be able to almost like watching the MCU. I know I hate to, we always say that, but, you know, you say, let's watch Iron Man and then Captain America and then Iron Man 2 and Thor, you know, and they all just kind of pop into these little slots. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It's and it's fun to do. And that's what everybody has said that Marvel's changed the game with. But, you know, sometimes those gaps and, you know, if something doesn't feel right when you wait two years from it, when it does feel right, mixing it in with everything, you know, it's like, right. Yeah, it makes a little more sense and a better story. And I agree with you. It is kind of weird that out of all the man, you know, and I, you know, I brought this point up many times. I think I just posted a meme about it the other day. Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. Yeah. So why does he connect with Boba Fett so much? Is it just the lone gunslinger? Yeah, maybe just that mentality, the loners, but they, they're they they're loners that do the right thing now, technically. They're both kind right. of the same. 
I'm really excited to see where this whole dark saber thing goes because that, that was one thing that I I'm not quite understanding with the armor and uh what's his name I know his last name is Vizsla but I can't think of what is the big uh, pa- Paz Vizsla yeah if he has a dark saber why does he care what she says he's the I ruler know. exactly oh I'm not a Mandalorian though. I think the sword says I'm a Mandalorian exactly and that's uh, the question I guess we're going to go into with this season is, is, is Din Djarin going to want to rule? Is he going to want that responsibility? I don't know. But, you know, as these shows, you know, with Filoni and Favreau keep coming out, man, I, gosh, doesn't it just get you excited for the idea of a Star Wars Avengers team eventually? Oh, absolutely. Mandalorian has to end in theaters. That show has to end in theaters there's no doubt in my mind you you leave you leave a cliffhanger for whatever final season you plan to have and then you go and release a a two and a half i don't care if it's three hour epic movie to finish off that storyline but i don't even know i mean i i would like to like do you think dave filoni has start and end written out already for the Mandalorian, do you think they really know what they're going to do with like, do you think it's a season by season writing format? Or do you think that day one, they created this here's where I want him to end his story. You know, I think, and this is just me talking and I've read some little snippets from them that season two was their big push to, we can make, our big story if this works we have it set up to where we have this idea of pushing forward with Bo-Katan and Mandalore and Ahsoka and Thrawn and Ezra and we you know we've got the storyboards up of where this goes but will people watch it if season two would have failed then no but now I think there is I would say there's a definite end at least to the series. And I, I, I firmly believe that there's a movie coming out of all this. Yeah, I really, I really do hope so because I mean, the Mandalorian is something I've never criticized its production on. Honestly, I've never had a bad thing to say about the way that show looks aesthetically, the costumes, the ships, everything. I always think it looks top quality, but uh, we all know that bigger things happen once you put something on the big screen. So I, I would yeah. just, love to see that i think ezra is going to be the jumping point for a movie that's what i think yeah and the question and the question has to be too is are you going to pull in those people who are just star wars fans who would happen to go see a movie if it has to do with ezra that is like I mean, I, I, I'm not saying like you're, you're saying Ezra will be the jumping point, obviously, and it's going to be a big deal. You know, it's going to be a huge deal as far as Star Wars goes. But yeah, and, and I don't think it's so much him as I think that's going to be the introduction of the, let's say, the villain. For, yeah, the, the bigger picture. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that bringing Thrawn back into live or you know introducing Thrawn into live action but bringing him back into the story where's the the fun 
in him just being the same throng that left? Where's the fun in Ezra being, you know, the same Ezra that left? They'd be different. If they're on the same ship and Thrawn is also, you know, think of in Rebels how much respect he showed Harris and Dula as an opponent because she was, you know, at checking him at every mate. You know, every move he made, she was right there. And Ezra bested him. He didn't just, you know, you know, be in his way. He actually won, you know, the confrontation. So he would have that more respect for him. And two, they, they've gone and we don't know where they went somewhere in the unknown regions, we think. So my idea is when they're found, they're coming back together to warn of the next big threat. All right. I'm excited for it. I mean, Thrawn to me is proof too, that you can like, because Darth Vader, let's face it, is the main protagonist of six episodes of these movies that we have, mm-hmm. you know? And while I think Kylo Ren is aw- like, I think Kylo Ren is awesome. I think he's cool. I agree. He does not. I. But that's the problem is I was never afraid of Kylo Ren. I liked his lightsaber and I liked his helmet and I liked his costume, which I felt all those things about Vader too. But I never got chills when kylo ren will walk into a room like when darth vader would you know yeah he wasn't on the same level yeah but thrawn is an example of how you can make a different style villain in star wars you know oh i agree that's like i you can expand on timothy zahn about that at i triple c and he said that was one of his stipulations in writing the heir to the empire book was i'm not making a vader i'm going to make an anti-vader you know, yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah. Sorry, all the freaking clocks in my house are going off right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's something I'm excited to see uh, for the future of Star Wars because there's plenty of types of villains that you can make. I mean, that... <laughs> Sorry, one second. <laughs> Again, I agree. Under the and weather. <laughs> I think Thrawn was just a great villain, especially, you know... <laughs> I have this discussion with lots of people because I talked to lots of people about Star Wars. I know that's hard to believe, but the one thing that we tend to talk to, no matter what group of people I talk to is what did you think of heir to the empire? And I always say to people, well, you have to go back to the beginning and think, you know, we didn't have series and sequels and cartoons and live action and all this, there's just this book that came out in this 10-year void of nothing. Yeah. And this character, Thrawn, was just so fascinating to people because he was not Darth Vader, but he commanded the same kind of respect that Vader did. Absolutely. And it was just great writing. Yeah. And I mean, you know what, too, as, as we're on this topic, it's like, here I am. I really enjoy Moff Gideon as well. I think he's good. I, I, I like, I like Gideon. I yeah. like Juan Carlo Stanton. And I think, uh, you know, Moff Gideon's not dead. Like, uh, what, what did they do with Moff Gideon uh, at the end? I mean, he's like a prisoner, I guess. Right. right or, yeah. He was being given to the new Republic. Yeah. So yeah. Even Mando even says in the book of Boba Fett that he gave him to the Republic to face trial. Yeah, that's and not we the, all uh, believe 
he'll be broken out or something. There's more to his story. Yeah. Which I mean, will will he show up to dance in season three as well? Because then it's like, you know, Mando's story is I I does this feel like it's going to be a planet to planet season or do you think a lot of it is going to take place on mandalore like or like what what do you mm. think as far as travel goes because that's one thing about it uh mandalorian too is it's like he's always going you know oh right, i'm gonna yeah. hop in the razor crest and go here go there go here go there it's, and like, now the it's like story of the week kind of you know western serial series yeah right off on your horse to whatever town that the problem right. is in that is an interesting question because you you don't think there'd be i don't know though because there's there's this part of me that thinks that there's something on mandalore that moff gideon has that they don't know about you know there maybe it's not on mandalore maybe it's somewhere else but and you know that that's another aspect of the show that i hope they keep is you know these these secret imperial labs. I always find that fascinating. And, you know, these little, this little, you know, breadcrumb trail of getting to the emperor, you know, I, th- I mean, I, I think that's where we all think it's going to end up eventually, but I would love to see uh, the original death troopers brought back into canon in one of these labs. I think it'd be a perfect place for them to pop up you'll have some star Wars zombies. I would love that. That would be incredible. Yeah. I mean that, that storyline, people would go nuts for that. They, they really would, you know, just do the exact storyline with din floating ship out and, you know, goes and boards the ship, sees what's going on oh, in there. And you got my some, goodness and you got some freaking, you know, zombie, uh, death troopers, uh, you yeah, know, din and baby Yoda fighting a ship full of zombie. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Forget about it. The internet would lose its mind. There would be so many freaking people would go crazy. All these artists that do all their different renditions Mm -hmm. of Grogu and uh, drawing them, you know, fighting zombies. It would be incredible. Yeah. Could you imagine the black series zombie death troopers? That would be, Oh, that'd be so great. I mean that, that captain, I'd never even watched, um, all of Marvel what ifs, but that zombie captain America, that, that one is one for black series that I saw where I'm like, this is so oh, cool. Yeah. We got to add that one. And I've seen some guys mod and make their own, you know, zombie stormtroopers doing cosplay or like, you know, taking their figures and messing with them, which they come out awesome. But that would be a lot of fun to see Hasbro. Come on. You should, you should do that. We got to do this. Disney. Are you listening? Call well, me up. Yeah. I think, up. I think Iger tunes into our podcast. So, yeah. I mean, you know, as, as Disney changes its direction, you know, in the right way for the future with Iger in charge, you know, he's going to hear what we say and he's going to bring up some of our points. I agree. Yeah, call me. I'll, I'll, I'll flesh it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie is going to be the new manager of the uh, Star Wars uh, hotel. I got some ideas. That would work out. I, I I could see that going the right way for them, honestly. So, oh man, is that not a great idea for Halloween at Galaxy's Edge? Oh my god, it would be incredible. That would be nuts. Yeah. Hey man, 
we're just a couple podcasters here, even though we have a couple million dollar ideas. You know, it is what it is. Death Troopers was the first uh, novel of Star Wars that I listened to on audiobook. Really? Yeah, because I I remember I wanted to like listen to something just totally different than the Star Wars that I knew. Mm-hmm. Basically, my son loves that book. He listens to it all the time. Well, the the audiobook is excellent because they add background mm-hmm. noises, and you know it. It honestly freaks you out sometimes. I think I brought this up a long time ago on this podcast, but when they talk about the room with like the artificial lungs and the air breathing out of them and making that noise and stuff like that, like it is freaky. It was really freaky. Yeah. I, it cracks me up, man. You know, kids these days get off of my lawn here. I'm going to go on the old man rant. You know, I'll go into my son's room and playing Xbox live and there'll be, what is it? Discord that they talk on. But he'll have like an iPad next to his phone while they're playing a game and they're all listening to the audiobook of Death Troopers. Now that's fun. Yeah, kids know how to connect. I, I don't I don't it, it's terrible because I'm still stuck in this mode because I grew up with the advancement of technology. I'm still stuck in this mode that I'm on par with all the new technology, and I'm starting to realize that I'm not a bit. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to really jack people up at my old job. If I plugged in an HDMI or hit the source or input button on the TV and got their cable back. Now that, you know, that would really juice me up and make me feel like I knew what I was doing, but yeah, all the discord and stuff like that. It's like, I know how to talk in a group chat on it, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I can uh, unplug and plug back in a Wi-Fi router, like nobody's business, but yeah, I love it. I love it. So that was another uh, topic that Joe actually had on here was Iger uh, talking about listening to the fans and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, what uh, changes we notice as far as Disney goes in the in the future here. And, you know, it, whether we whether we see that money really going to Star Wars and stuff like that, because I really believe, you know, Iger bought it. So I really do believe. Well, News dropped today. I, I would call this news. You got Daisy Ridley at freaking Lucasfilm. What the hell is going Oof. on there, man? What's going uh, on there? I don't know, man. It's legit. She posted it to her Instagram. So what is she doing there? Is she signing for something? Are we getting sequels to the sequels? You know, is we are we getting the the Daisy Ridley uh, you know, Ray Skywalker Jedi Academy live action series? I don't I don't know. I would like to see that, but you know, I, I don't know how you move forward with the sequels because who's coming back? Daisy Ridley, Chewbacca. That's Uh, about it. You know, Rose. Would she want to come back? Probably not. I mean, that's the thing. There is a lot of damage from those three movies which it's a shame to say three because i really did enjoy force awakens like thoroughly i was jacked Agreed. up when i saw force awakens <clears throat> and yeah rise of skywalker I, I don't know like i enjoy watching those movies but yeah they caused a lot of problems and they're they are still the reason why so many people on twitter fight with each other in the star wars fan base is because of those movies so now you bring it back again, it's just going to light that fire again and more people are going to be like, I don't like Ray or whatever. And 
which is stupid. It's not a reason why they shouldn't be able to move on with her character if they have a good storyline planned out for it. You know, that's the word, a plan. Right, a plan. I, you know, I had some problems with The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I liked the movies. I enjoyed them. I really like Rey as a character. Uh, We both said we really liked Kylo Ren, but, uh, you know, has he? He's not coming back. Um, somehow Kylo Ren has returned. somehow Kylo Ren has returned. Um, you know, Rose, she got written out of the Rise of Skywalker pretty much. Yeah, she was just kind of there. Why would she want to come back? Um, but you know, you offer people the right amount of money and you know, it's the right people behind them, maybe they will want to. I, I think John Boyega, uh, that ship has sailed there. Uh, yeah, that's a, I would bring him up, but like I would be excited. I would be a lot more excited for this if he hadn't said, like, I am done. Like he yeah. just said, I'm done. But Same. then again, you have called it before, you know, once those Hasbro checks and everything stopped coming in, and, you know, you think about it, maybe, uh, maybe I will go back. You yeah, know, maybe uh, I will go back. You know, you know what? Indy five, you know, get one last, you know, I get that plane that I've always wanted. But, exactly. You know, I would love for John Boyega to come back. I I I love really enjoyed Finn as a character. I think he was done wrong. I think his character should have went a different direction. But you know what? I didn't make those movies. I would like to see a future for those characters. Yeah. You know, those are the characters that you know our children are going to connect to. Yeah. Yeah, that's why for me it's and and another thing too, like Finn is the main character of all these Lego uh movies that they make mm-hmm. too. So like, you know, my my son knows Star Wars from those. Again, he knows Star Wars from these Lego games and shows. That's that's been his introduction to it, and it's been fun to watch. Um, but to see Ray move on and just be like and just have Finn just be out of the picture would be really weird to me. It really would be. That you know, they had such good chemistry in the first movie. I understand shifting it to Poe to try to make them the leadership of the resistance, but Finn fought with the lightsaber twice in the first movie. You you can't downgrade his character like that. I'm yeah. I'm sorry, you just can't. He was on the poster with the lightsaber. Yes, you know, that's who he was supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think he would have been perfect, honestly, to travel alongside Ray because Ray obviously caught on to her Jedi powers quickly. And maybe he could have been, you know, just caught on to his powers differently than she did. You know, I, I think that you could have had two Jedi technically in them. You know, who cares? I agree. Who cares? It or, doesn't have to be one. Like, I, I don't know. He should have. Even if he wasn't a Jedi, he should have led some type of group that was gaining, you know, uh, soldiers through the First Order. He should have been, you know, the poster boy for, you know, I was once a stormtrooper and now I fight for resistance. Absolutely. Give me Finn, uh, you know, going undercover in the... uh stormtrooper gear and then breaking out a lightsaber yes it would be incredible and they were even on the ship in the last jedi 
Yep. You know, that cut that deleted scene of, you know, him turning the stormtroopers on Captain Phasma, that should have been the start of, yeah, special forces. I haven't seen that deleted scene. I haven't seen yeah, that deleted look it scene. So what, there, so what, there's a scene of him, is he using the force in that scene? No, but you know where he, they're kind of oh. on that platform. Okay. Yeah. He's talking about he's talking about his past as a stormtrooper then or and how you know do they really care about you blah 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 kind of and all the stormtroopers turn their guns on Captain Phasma. That would have been great. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that uh, deleted scene actually. Wow. Yeah, that's one. If there's anything in the Last Jedi that sits the worst with me, it is the Captain Phasma death that that always just has never sat right with me because i thought she was awesome and that was the heat of game of thrones brienne of tarth was playing phasma i thought i thought she was going to be awesome her her armor was sick i agree um i would have liked to seen that character do so much more yeah uh, but hey daisy has lit the fire now so you know, the second she shared that, tabloids are going to be you. You're we're going to be seeing people go crazy tomorrow. I'm you sure know, they already are. I've said it before, and just like I said just a little bit earlier, Daisy Ridley Ray, that is a character that you know my daughter loves, and it has irked me to no extent to see Disney dropped their support for that character, and I would like to see that come back. Yeah, I agree. That's why to me, that's why to me, the Galactic Star Cruiser feels like weird to me because it's like they have this battle between Ray and Kylo inside of that. And it's like, it seems like you guys abandoned this. Like, I know you built this world and it's to that world, but it's like, feels like you guys really don't like you're not just you can't just throw Ray and Kylo ran at us forever. If that's no. the end of their story, you can't not make a Ray Skywalker Black Series figure and a Ben Solo. And then bring them back for your star cruiser to try to, you know, sell tickets. Yeah. Support those characters. Why is, why was there never a toy version of Ray's lightsaber? Yeah. She was, is the tent pole of your trilogy. Support that character. Yeah. Even with these fun ones that they've recently done with like Mace Windu and Mm -hmm. uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's lightsaber in that little fun series, they did, uh, was to the style of uh, Kylo Ren's, if I'm not mistaken, where right. it had those blades. It's like, it's like you guys are effing around and doing what you want, having some fun with these lightsabers. Put Ray's lightsaber out with these. Like, what are you doing? It's it's a no brainer. But like, yeah, they just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, I guess they just know that a lot of prequel fans and stuff are still their breadbasket, and I don't know. I, I still think that you throw Ray, Ray Skywalker with the uh, orange lightsaber or yellow uh, out on the shelf and Ben Solo, you know, wearing the, uh, the, the black shirt when he does the shoulder shrug with the blue mm-hmm. lightsaber, they're going to sell out. They're going to be hard to find. Like, but nah, Cl- uh, clone trooper repaints. <laughs> I mean, even think about this, there's still no, there was never a Luke Skywalker Battle of Crate Black Series figure. Why is there no? You sell two packs of everything. Why is there no Luke and Leia Jedi training? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. But but we did get the two pack of you know the concept art of Darth Vader and Obi Wan. You know. Uh, yeah, and it's a Disney exclusive. You, you can only get it at the Disney shop. I know it's crazy. It's crazy to me. I, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you you got these. You know, you got the two stars of your Galactic Star Cruiser here. You know, and yeah, you're not pushing them to do that. Doesn't make sense, but you know. See, what that's why know? it's exactly that's why it's fun that we were able to get some toy ranting in tonight. And I did see the full Andor series of every uh figure coming in this new wave. Um, I saw did you see the Luke Skywalker from Mandalorian in that yes. wave? It just still kills me to see their boxes, and, and that's why I've had a weird relationship with Black Series. I haven't bought anything Black Series probably for a couple months. I don't know. I just have a weird relationship with them. I'm mad at them right now. <laughs> i'm trying to think of the last one i bought and uh, uh I, I i bought some vintage collection but i can't think of a black series one that i bought recently but this is the last uh black series i bought uh is the kenobi uh wandering jedi from <coughs> kenobi <clears throat> but i i felt guilty buying this because i trashed the show it's still a cool figure. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know what? Even if I have my opinions on the show, I love Ewan McGregor. I love seeing Obi-Wan at this age. You know, it's a cool little figure. And it does come with Lola. I liked Lola. That's that's another one I'll go back to at some point and probably enjoy it more a second time. But uh, I didn't enjoy it as much the second time. But, you know, it that criticism comes from love. You know, I just wanted it to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I think what kept me holding on every week was assuming that we were going to see a ton of flashbacks in that show, but yeah, you know, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, that one with the amount of time that they spent working on it, the, all the different things they tried, it needed to be like, and, or it needed to look like a movie. Yep. And I just didn't feel it had that, Yeah, I, would, I agree. Ooh, I'd really like to see the Vader with the broken helmet black series. That'd be a good one. They got to do that. Got to. I mean, they they already have it. I mean, Hot Toys already has their like they're they're always a mile ahead of Hasbro, which I really don't understand because their figures are one six scale and they are highly detailed with fabric and detail you know it looks like the human being is sitting right. in your room it's that's actually freaky how much detail they put into those <laughs> and yeah that's like i remember after mandalorian season two it's like a couple weeks later i'm seeing hot toys already has luke you know in the hallway with mm. like you know i can't wait to get that luke yeah I, i'm i'm getting it right when i say it. that's that's going to be the first uh black series figure i buy in the new box probably then the i'm trying uh, to think if i have one in the new box and i, I don't i don't recall <laughs> one i'm just gonna open it too and then burn the box <laughs> well when I, we move and i have my own room it's all getting opened i think yeah yeah i mean i like opening them now i have my couple but you know on the shelf it's like there I, might I, be I, a few that don't but I think for the most part, they're getting opened. 
yeah no it's it's absolutely more fun opening them i i agree with that uh with the opening run there needs to be an easier way of finding the stands though yeah i've seen um damon uh kenobi he just he 3d prints the stands and it's it's so nice that he gets to do that because my ahsoka and my dooku i've come downstairs before and i've just found them on the ground and i'm like oh my god please don't be broken like i i've seen um in the super nerd section of target you know you have your nerd section with star wars and marvel but then you go to the super nerd section where it's all the funko and other like horror movie stuff i always call that super nerd section because i i I enjoy it and every time i go over there the other guy next to me always kind of give each other a look we know what's going on um but i've seen they have clear stands there but they're big and they're expensive so yeah and I just feel like they shouldn't be that expensive. Yeah. And really, I mean, is it too much? I mean, the Black Series figures are expensive enough. I think they they should come with a stand. I agree. I don't think it's I asking absolutely. too much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Hot Toys Mando that I got, I'm still afraid to try it, but, like, that came with, like, a flight pole on it. Ooh. And I can have him... It's, you know, it clips around the waist and I could have him like in the air, like firing, you know. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So I just have him sitting and staring because I thought posing those would be easy and it's actually not. So, yeah. Now I've, I've had the, the stands 3D printed and I have some really cool ones that a friend of mine was making for me with emblems and stuff. But it's really hard to get the pegs right because they're not the same size on each wave. Yeah, I know. And they give us the pegs. The pegs are on the, they have the spots for the pegs on the bottoms. Right. So, I mean, that Kylo, you can't really see him in this video here, but I have a Kylo up on my uh, shelf and he's on a platform and he actually pegged into it. You really can't see it. He's up top here. But um, that, that one, I was like, this is awesome. That was when Black Series would do these diorama scenes, you know? Right which I guess they've just stopped doing those. I haven't really seen one where they have like your, you know, light up platform or whatever. I, I have the Kylo one. Do you have the one where he's like deflecting the blaster bolt? Yep. Yeah. I have the same one. And the other ones I've seen at different conventions and toy shows, they are really cheap. They must yeah. not have sold very well at all. Yeah. I got mine for cheap, but when I opened it and put it together, I'm like, why is this so cheap? This is awesome. I mean, you you can't really pose cool. it again, but like, who cares? You got a you got a cool scene, but they had added pegs for stormtroopers on this, or right. uh, you know, the uh, first order stormtroopers, so you can add them in. So it's like you know, they know that you can peg these characters. I crazy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know that you can do that. I don't know, whatever. So. I mean, I as far as topics go for tonight, I mean, I don't mind kind of keeping it a, a shorter episode because I've been hacking on mute the entire time uh, we've been doing this. Do you have any other news that I've missed tonight that uh, that we could bring up? I'm trying to think if I have anything. Joe kind of laid out the story pretty easily for me tonight. So I appreciate you, Joe. I think we covered it all pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we did Andor. We, we hit some new Mando stuff. 
there's some new waves of uh there's some new waves of star wars legos that i've been hearing about and i only have one request for christmas and that's the atte it's the only star wars lego i want right now i have helmet series i still have to buy um yeah i'm not sure so i've held off on buying the helmet series because i don't know if you know this or not but i have a really bad addiction to star wars stuff yeah well that's the problem for me now is i don't have i don't have mando and i don't have the dark trooper and those are the only two that i need to complete all of them so i'm i've been holding off on them because all of these that i bought were on sale significantly when i bought them even darth vader's was but now they just raised them so now maybe the lowered price might be what they used to be so now i had been holding off on buying them because i just hit my 15 year anniversary at work and we get these smile points or whatever you know what i'm talking about yeah and there's a big extensive catalog of stuff you can get with these and there is a lot of star wars legos so i had it figured out which helmets i was going to get you know looking at it how many points i get what can i you know i had like I would have enough to get like four of the helmets. So I finally hit my anniversary. I get the, the email, you know, here's your, your points, redeem them, you know, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And it takes me to a specialized 15 year award page of stuff that I can pick out. Oh <laughs> yeah. I was devastated. Oh my God. Weeks of planning out like, figuring out like the the maximum amount of star wars stuff i could get with these points and then i ended up having to get like some uh airpods because that was like the only thing that was on the list that i mean and you know i don't mean it like that like you know it's grateful you know they don't have to do anything but just absolutely no that's great i mean if anything i would suggest i think the scout trooper is the coolest one out of all of them and it's the cheapest so if you really do want to get one, but like it, it's a snowball effect. This is one thing. It's like, I'm not a completionist with my black series figures at all, but this is one thing with Lego that I've started. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to have to get all of these when they come out now. The uh, Tika, is that his name? The Jawa from the Kenobi series. That one's eating at me black series wise. I, I have every black series Kenobi figure except for that one. Tika just, is stacked at my target right now. He's not even I, on pegs. He's just piled in there now. I cannot bring myself to pay $30 for that figure. What are they waiting for to put that on sale? No one no one was buying that from the jump, honestly. Uh, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. It's on sale online, but you have to use a red card. And my wife disconnected me from a red card. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't even open the Target app anymore on my phone. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's it for uh, that's it for chapter one eighty three of Rule the Galaxy podcast. It was a it was a fun one, just chopping it up, talking about some stuff coming up in the future and some stuff you know going on. Little figure talk. I knew we were getting figure talking. We're tonight. getting figure talk. I was like, it's me and Alfie. I'm like, Black Series will be talked about, Lego collecting, all that kind of stuff. It's happening. Shout out to you, Brent. I know you're listening right now. So, <laughs> okay. So, before we go, since we had Lego talk, you opened up number one. I opened up number 24. Yes. 
So what was number one? Number one uh, for the advent calendar was the Republic gunship. Nice. Yeah. So it was a cool little Republic gunship. My kid keeps breaking it and I keep having to, I've probably put that thing back together at least 10 times today because the wings are a little flimsy on it. Right. But it looks like it, you know, what, what did you get on yours? R2D2 with the Christmas sweater. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen that. Uh, it has um, Darth Vader with his beach gear in this right. one from the uh, summer special, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, if you watch the uh, Lego Star Wars Summer on Scarif. Well, you know, outfit. Vader, he's handicapped. He's an older gent. He probably likes to go down south for the winter. Exactly. You know? Yeah, he's on the beach hanging out and he's wearing his little tank top. And yeah, yeah there's a sandcastle with it, too, I'm pretty sure. So nice. Yeah, there's a sandcastle of uh, Darth Vader's castle that, that he's building. So, yeah. And he has flippers on, too. His feet. <laughs> That brings me back to someone on this podcast at one point t- saying it pissed them off when they saw Darth Vader on the Dumbo ride in uh, Disney. I think Scott <laughs> Reifen uh, said that, you know, he's like, what are we doing with Darth Vader? We're like, this is not Darth Vader. That's that's I'm going to I'm going to quote and say it's Scott Reifen who said that. It Joe sounds like him. Me, Joe could tell me if I was wrong, but I remember that cracked me up. I'm like, what would he be thinking about Darth Vader in a tank top with tank top with uh swimming flippers on building a sandcastle <laughs> the kids love it though so that's all that yeah, matters, right? that's all that matters so all right guys well that's chapter 183 of rule the galaxy podcast if you want to email us you can email us at rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at rule the galaxy sw you can follow us on tiktok which i don't think i've posted a video in about a month on which i need to get back on to that i've been busy with my other tiktok account it's been a little crazy lately but you can follow us on tiktok at rule the galaxy podcast and you can find our etsy store rule the galaxy all caps so for me from alfie until next week may the force be with you see ya